Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyoth Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where everyday humans share their most personal proclivities in an effort to liberate our individual and collective passions so we may all lead better laid lives. Our guest today is a 30-year-old bisexual white cis female who is three months into a monogamous relationship with a dude. She is a cozy type of sexy, loves spit, choking, and butt stuff, and is exploring ladies and play parties, a manager of a teeny shop from Alberta, Canada. Welcome, Erin. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I am so excited to have you here. Can you start off, please, by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame meter with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey, where do you fall right now today? Right now today, I would say like a 0.5 or a one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I feel like I've come a long way in that sort of whole realm, but yeah, I feel great. I'm excited to be here and I love talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Will you give us the like highlights, highs and lows of your shame meter Like when it pops up, when it goes down or what it's been like historically, just in an overview sense. So first having sex, it was like extremely high, like as a teenager. And I think it was like mostly just me feeling so uncomfortable with my own body. And that kind of took a deep dive, like as low as it could go, probably in early 20s. It was just went on a little bit of a slut rampage and it probably wasn't the healthiest of times, but you know, it was what it was. And then just kind of working on my body image and self like growth and, you know, all the things. Therapy, of course, is super and just sort of on the up and up or I guess low and lower down and down (laughs) (laughs) okay so these days do you usually hover between a half and a one or does it spike up ever like what circumstances cause spikes honestly I'd say I kind of hover around that I have like a really great circle of friends and that I've sort of like built in the last few years and honestly we talk a lot about sex I'm very comfortable talking about sex with my family so no I'd say yeah max it kind of gets is maybe like a two in the last few years and 
Okay. So tell us, what is your sex life like right now? Really good. Probably the best it's ever been. It's really Congratulations. I know. It's really, really fun. We're sort of like doing a little bit of a long distance thing, but honestly, I feel like it makes it even more fun because when we get together, we see each other on weekends, basically. And it's just like all this fun sort of like build up during the week and then awesome, like great times in the, on the weekend. Oh, fuck yes. I love built intention and lots of exploration. And so just trying to work on my, my uh, nude game, like sending nudes and, um, you know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> Will you give us a little overview of the explorations? So I honestly have no idea how we sort of ended up on the same page. I asked him about it today because I wanted to be sure for you. I think it started when we first got together and it was just like talking about how I like things like quite rough and I'm like really keen to explore like consensual non-consent and sort of like going into that like realm of things. And apparently he's never really deep dived into that either. Deep dove. Anyway. And so, yeah, we've kind of just been like, exploring that together and things are getting rough in a good way (laughs) oh my god that's so exciting okay so tell us then what do you love the most about your sex life right now spit probably he's like i don't know how i got into it but like i really love like spit in my mouth spit on me spit like i love doggy style and like spit like on and in my like bum area and just yeah, I like it sloppy. <laughs> I love that. Okay, what makes you an excellent lover? And what would you say your best qualities as a lover are? Right in this moment, I would have to say communication. And sort of like my uh, willingness to learn and like adapt, mm-hmm. I guess. Like sort of like go with the flow. And, you know, sometimes like stuff isn't always that sexy. Like you could be in the heat of like a moment and, you know, being able to like have a little giggle and like reevaluate or, you know, like change it up to sort of keep that going. (laughs) Yeah. What about a specific skill? Oh, uh, communication (laughs) is important, but it's a good background and entryway. So unless you're like dirty talk, then tell us how, like, is, is there something that you would love to brag about sexy wise for yourself? Ah, I know exactly what it is. I have an amazing bum. Like my butt hole is <gasps> a star. Like I don't know how this, I don't know how this happens, but it just goes with it. Like it's like spontaneous like butt stuff. It just it works. For some reason, it's so so yeah, my butthole is the star of the show. That's fucking awesome. I fucking love that. Okay. How do you invite a partner to have sex with you? Like, what are the signals? What do you do when you initiate? I am really bad at initiating, actually. Uh Like, real, I get, I wouldn't say, like, shame, but, like, I get nervous. So I'd say as I'm trying to get better, I think just having sort of, like, those, like, explicit talks or even, like, text messages of just being, like, hey, when you get here tonight, can you just, like, take me as I am kind of thing. And just like, which technically is them initiating, but I'm trying to get that ball rolling. So basically I suck at it, but I'm wanting to improve. It sounds like you're developing an asking practice and implementing it. I I too am. So I recently realized that as I practice my asking, sometimes I still get stuck. And then I made a list and I sent a list. And then I got a really big, even just from sending a list of things that I want and like, 
and I knew my partner was open to it, I was like, <gasps> you know, which is just interesting because I was like, all right, she really just wants other people to do stuff to her. It's not exactly true, but like, <laughs> it sure is That's nice. How it comes across. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to improve. Like, I'd love to be that kind of woman who's just like jumps on him and is like, you know, would it feel accurate to re say it? You are improving. I, I'm definitely improving. But yeah. I think even just by naming it and like naming it here and naming it to my partner, I think that's an improvement just in itself. So. Fuck yeah. Okay. Tell us now, what is sexy to you? Okay. I've racked my brain about this. I've noticed that a lot of people say that it's all like sort of like mental, psychological stuff. I am still stuck on physical things. And so I have to say, I love hands. Like oh, people's hands, yes. I just... I don't know what it is, but it's just like all the tingles with the right hands and not even touching me, just looking at them. Oh, I get it. And I really like shoulders and like arms of just like, not like muscly, but just like toned. I wouldn't say aggressive either, but just kind of like power. And then when it comes to personality, I do think people taking the lead is just such a turn on to me. Like any sort of like dominant assertive energy is just does it for me. Have you been in a moment where someone has taken the lead in a direction you were like, ah, oh, no, fuck, not that lead. Like, is that easy for you to assert a no thank you? I would say no. Again, I'm trying to get much better at that, but I would say it's pretty hard for me to say no without feeling like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm like, okay. I guess I can do it. I'm just not the most comfortable with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like maybe then most of the people taking the lead have been like at least tolerable, if not yummy in your experience so far? Totally. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Congrats. And usually it's like, well, like 99% of the time it's people that have like, we have some sort of connection. It's not just right off the hop kind of thing. Yeah. Also, I totally feel you on the kind of like mental, physical, like I'm very hung up in the physical. I also really like the mental and I'm currently focusing my noodle energy on figuring out filtration because when I do like a lot of people like I, it could be very easy for me to spend my time fucking people so I'm putting in parameters but I'm like if someone just touches me then I'm very turned on pretty quickly in you know within a certain set of parameters but then the rest of the time I do want mental stuff do you feel like if you have someone that's already passed the physical barrier with you the mental like ramps it up oh for sure like absolutely tenfold. And I'm starting to realize too, like, I don't know if it's an age thing, like as I've gotten older, but I feel like it's definitely starting to shift away from the like stereotypical sexy, like physical things and more into the mental side of things and like connection. Yeah. Unless there's just like a big, beautiful hand right there. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, my current spanking partner, like we met in a professional setting and I was just like staring at his hands. And then I found out way later that he was into spanking and I was like, oh, so I really feel you on that one. Tell us now, when do you feel sexiest? I think honestly, like camping or like a long road trip and, you know, you're just kind of like in your body, you're having like an experience, like things are kind of coming at you, the world, (laughs) that sounds really silly, but I like just being like out, out and about. And I think that I don't have any better words to describe it, honestly. Well, here's a question for you. I heard you say you're getting into roughness and now I'm hearing some nature stuff. Are you familiar with primal play? Like, does primal stuff appeal to you? Is that a label that fits you? I don't know. I guess I've never thought about it, but I'm that's something I'm definitely going to put in my little notebook. Well, if you explore it and learn some stuff, either way, let us know. Okay, can you give us now an example 
of a sexy, explicitly clear yes that you have either given or received from to a partner that has led to something super hot? It was actually like just really recently and I was just talking about some of the like really rough stuff that I wanted to have like done to me basically and just having my partner be like yes I can make that happen sort of like can you build out like your fantasies surrounding that and like how can we make that real in real life and so that was super hot and just to feel like that amount of support and just like a super hard yes from him just like kind of took away all that like angst surrounding how is this actually going to roll out so we kind of like built that fantasy together so I'm really excited (sighs) that's amazing when you tell someone that you got laid last night what do you usually mean what is sex for you Sex to me, again, this is probably kind of dated, I think, but it's like penetrative sex. Aside from like the lines kind of get blurred to me when I have encounters with women. So then in that regard, I kind of think oral sex. But as far as like a hetero dynamic, it's penetrative. But also if you got fucked by a lesbian and a strap on, that would be sex too, right? For sure. Okay. Okay. I just like, I was talking to my mom about this. She teaches like sex ed and it's like the LGBTQIA plus support, like in schools, they have a, like a club. So she holds that space for teens and you know young people. And so she was saying that most of the people that she's speaking with identify sex as being like oral sex, penetrative sex. Like there's such a different range, kind of like a lot of the people that you speak with. And to me, I'm like, no, to me, like penetrative (laughs) anyway so it's just like I don't know how you got that idea but okay (laughs) well it is interesting because also in general like oral is on the rise like historically it's a pretty fucking big deal for someone to even get a blowjob just based on the history the personal histories that keep getting shared with me this is my (laughs) unprofessional anecdotal research yields but you know now it's what people will offer mouth jobs in place of penetrative stuff so i think it's just like fun to talk about and i'm i don't know i'm everywhere on it i'm like yeah fucking whatever i don't know it changes totally changes okay i've just realized that like the shame meter has slipped up a little bit (gasps) thank you for sharing i'm like wow there is some level of like feeling about saying that because it's like in my mind i know that there's so many different forms of relationships and dynamics and so to be like well penetrative is the way i view it and it's it feels accurate like to me, but also I know like globally in the bigger sense, it doesn't sound accurate. If that makes sense. Like, it's a oh my God, there. it makes so much sense. And thank you for sharing that because I have those feelings all the time. And I think it's good to just be like, oh yeah, well, like when people say sex, I do still think PNV. That is what I was trained in the world I grew up in. I also, my personal definition has expanded, but I will unconsciously slip backwards unless I'm in a heavily queer space, which I just was all weekend, but also since studying sex work so deeply, sex now means one very specific thing. And so it's very contextual. And so I love this question. I also just like love spaces where we can like feel vulnerable and say stuff. And I love that we can be like, oh yeah, this still makes me uncomfortable. It happens to me all the time. Totally. Yeah. And just being able to identify it is, I feel like such a good step in the right direction of like, yeah switching the stereotypical norms and yeah fuck yeah okay so sounds like maybe you got a sex education from a parent in school something helpful growing up yes again i 
talked to my mom earlier about this and she wasn't a sex ed teacher when I was growing up. I grew up in like a really, really like liberal, accepting, non-religious sort of like household, even with my grandparents and stuff. They were never religious, religious. So I feel like everyone was pretty open with that. As far as I remember, I don't actually remember the way that the conversation rolled out with my parents for like a sex talk. But my mom was saying that we were driving in a car. I asked mom what sex and I guess she had said, well, it's, you know, usually a man and a woman. Of course, like this is early 90s. The man puts his penis in the woman's vagina, blah, blah, blah. And she was talking about birth control and consent along with that. And I guess I just started laughing and I was like, I would never trust a man with birth control. (laughs) (laughs) What? whatever the hell that's supposed to mean coming from like a little kid I guess I thought that was hilarious and then I remember at school I was a really shy kid and we had the typical like not pleasure centered or anything just like you know penis vagina sex and safety around that and diseases and stuff like that and my mom I had like wanted to be prepared so she had talked to me all about like what to expect during those conversations and everything to ease my anxiety and I guess I got home and I was like super super pissed off and she's like you know Erin what's what's the matter and I was like you never told me about wet dreams I didn't know about wet dreams (laughs) I didn't think to tell you about that And apparently I was like really, really devastated that I wasn't prepared to talk about wet dreams or learn about wet dreams in school. Okay. (laughs) So ridiculous. They also, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this. I don't know. I don't recall hearing in any previous episodes, but at school they had a sex like puppet. It was like a little guy that the person would use to like, to make it like more fun for kids or whatever. No one has talked about a sex puppet to me yet. So what did this sex puppet look like? Creepy. He wasn't really like any sort of like identifiable character. Like he wasn't an animal of sorts, but like he kind of looked like, you know, the creatures in the labyrinth with David Bowie. Yeah. He kind of looked like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like real creepy and just sort of like disheveled and scraggly. That's sort of like as far as I remember the school sex ed stuff. Damn. And they did split us into like groups of the boys and the girls would go separately. What about consent? Did that ever come up explicitly for you in your upbringing? It definitely did with my family. I don't remember it ever happening in like a school setting or like a setting with, you know, other people outside of family. Got it. Okay, so now, shame a meter when it comes to talking about sex with partners. And just to normalize, mine still spikes up a fuck ton. <laughs> and it depends on the circumstance. Right, totally. It's gotten better. Like over the last three months of dating this new partner, it's gotten so much better. Just being able to sort of like, you know, like you start with like the little things of, you know, maybe like, hey, I love my vibrator so much. Can I, can we incorporate that? Or like, butt plugs that stuff and then sort of building it out into like what we talked about last week about like the whole like consensual non-consent and like how we're gonna live out that great fantasy i don't know if that's an acceptable word to use to describe that well so here's my personal hot take on it if it's your kink and fantasy i'm here to respectfully share if it's legal and consensual here and you're telling me about a consensual rape fantasy the language that turns you on, like the language that is accurate to your kink, I think is 
to be celebrated, personally. This is my personal frame on this show. I get a lot of shade for people telling me, don't use the word master, don't use the word slave, and that is my kink. Right. It's my kink. Totally. People can have their different views on it. That's my personal take, and it's whatever you're comfy with. I really am in the sort of like, here. this is a open space of celebration of your sexuality. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, it's definitely, it's grown leaps and bounds in ease and less and less shame over the course of the last three months. Wow. Congrats. That's awesome. And then what do you like to cover in health and safety talks with your partners? Like what are the bases you hit? What makes you feel comfy? What are your like personal needs there? I think definitely talking about like getting tests done like regularly based on, I mean, right now we have decided to be in a monogamous relationship. And so the borders of that for us is no play with anyone else. So I think before we actually got together, I had mentioned that I had been tested recently. And I think I just brought it up, honestly, in just like everyday kind of conversation. Like, oh, what did you do today? Oh, well, I actually had a telehealth appointment to go over my sexual test result. And then he was like, oh, that's actually a really great idea. I haven't done mine in a little while. I'm going to book to go in <gasps> soon. And then he like followed that up the next week by being like, I'm sitting at the clinic right now. Hot. And uh, the people that work here are so nice. It's the nicest, most friendly clinic. I like word for word. He just <laughs> how sweet is that? Sort of like with that happening, just like at the very beginning of us seeing each other and then talking about being, you know, just us and that we don't use condoms. I guess there's a, like a slight bit of shame there because I do feel like that is probably the absolutely most responsible thing to do. I mean, come play is hot. I use condoms and barriers, but I don't, I'm not monogamously partnered. I'm doing things that for me to feel comfy doing them, I want to have more protection. Do you have to worry about sperms and pregnancies? So I have an IED. I have a copper IED. One of the things actually that I wanted to bring up, I actually did have an abortion a couple of years ago. Like, I just kind of wanted to mention it just to like anyone out there listening to like normalize that I felt totally normal about that. Like to me, I didn't feel like any sense of shame or I don't know if like religious barriers are the right word, but like I felt like it was completely the absolute responsible thing for me to do. I had an IUD at the time. I was with a monogamous partner of years and, you know, kind of like shit happens. And so it was a real inconvenience. But as far as like the emotional toll it took on me, it was very minimal. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone else in my personal like real life circle or online speak about how it wasn't an uberly emotional process for them. So I just, yeah, thought this might be an, an okay space Thank to bring that up. Thank you for sharing that. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you are listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. 
With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say... The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I am blanking on their name right now, but the author of this book called Bad Sex, I think, has a sort of similar experience. They're a journalist and had the same experience of like, this doesn't have to be a big deal. So thank you for sharing that because I don't think that that is a large part of our narrative. And also, I'm so glad to hear that that was your experience and grateful that you shared it with us. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I live in Canada. We're obviously very closely tied to the States, but I had such a wonderful actual experience with like the women at the clinic and, you know, the whole actual ordeal was just, yeah, I just feel so fortunate to live somewhere where that is available. Yeah. And not feeling any shame or judgment by others to make that choice for myself. Yeah. Did you notice any emotions, hormonal, physical stuff related to your sex life that feels relevant? It was such a pain in the ass because the week after that happened, like after the actual abortion, I was going on a trip, a month long trip to Costa Rica. Physically, I was like super crampy and like spotting. And so that sucked for sure. But, you know, all in all, like the toll of having like an actual baby, I feel like sure, it was sure. a small price to pay. <laughs> I don't know if that's making light of the situation too much. It's kind of logical. But yeah, but nothing nothing horrific. And as far as I know, no like long-term sort of issues. Okay. But like, what about your libido though? I think honestly, it's probably gotten better, like more like higher since then. And I will just say for me, the underlining punctuation mark of all abortion conversations is my personal priority in the world is that we lead excellent lives. Totally. All around, which is what we're doing here getting better laid lives, which is a huge part of health, mental health, emotional health, physical health. So we've heard a little bit about your early years, but take us all the way back. First sex-related memory. What do you remember hearing, thinking, feeling, experiencing? I think I felt really awkward about hearing about sex. Like I said, I was a really shy kid. So I think that probably made me feel a little as far as I can remember. And then I kind of went boy crazy in grade seven. <laughs> I couldn't get enough of like attention from boys. How old are Canadians in grade seven? Grade seven, you're like 12. 12. Okay. But what? so all yeah. of those years, those first 12 years, you were just kind of like quiet and shy? Yes. I had one friend literally up until grade seven okay. and I didn't want to go to sleepovers. I didn't want to do it. Like I was extremely like introverted and absolutely so shy had you discovered your body yet yes i was like such a little fucking horny freak like little horn dog (laughs) yeah i wish i had an age to give you but i have no idea what age that started i don't think it was like as young as most people seem to start exploring it's all across the map 
Yeah, it's funny how, like, the range is huge such ranges. wide variety. It just depends on what occurs to us. I feel like that in adult life. I'm like, wait, people do what? Wait, I'm supposed to look at, like, I feel like I'm still catching up with pop culture. Oh, for sure. Well, there's just so much coming at you, too. It's like, almost, yeah, it's, it's ever-evolving. Yeah, so I'd say, like, maybe, like, 10 or 11, maybe started to realize, like, ooh, I have a vagina, and this feels good, like, rubbing up against, you know, a pillow or, like, a big... You know, those like jumbo beanie babies, <laughs> like kind of like that. We also would go on holidays every Christmas and stay at this place with like the perfect hot tub jet. It was literally like magic. And so I would always make sure to like, hey, does anyone want to have a hot tub? And then I'd like run down there really quick and have like a quick little like, rub session before anyone else came in. And then actually my family did end up getting a hot tub at our house too. So that was just so Amazing. exciting Amazing. to me. <laughs> And then sort of kind of went on from there, I guess, like a highlight that was like really crucial to me that sticks out in my mind is my first boyfriend ever. I think I was like 13, maybe. I asked him if he would hold my boob on the park bench and <laughs> I just sat there, literally just held my boob under my shirt for like a very long time. And when he took it away, I remember feeling like, wow, it feels like it's still there. Like he held it for that long where it was like my nerves just felt like he was like still holding on to it. Oh my God. I don't know why that sticks out in my mind, but so silly. I mean, that's quite a formative experience. Was that the first time that you got like body touched by another person? As far as I remember, yeah. And then I remember I was like obsessed with giving hand jobs, but I don't know if I was very good because my hands would get tired. So I'd always have to switch and then it would like slow, you know, the whole process down. Again, I remember that being a really big thing. Wait, do your hands not get tired now or are you just not giving as many hand jobs? I don't even remember the last time I gave like a hand job to completion. Okay. What about like, do you do them with blow jobs or like, or is it just like for petting at the beginning? Like what's your hand job move? Oh, well, first of all, I'm the world's worst blow jobber. I think what? I've had multiple partners tell me that I'm bad at blow jobs. Well, then they're bad at teaching if they're going to give some criticism and not offer some solutions. So let's just highlight that first of all. And like, I, I was so keen for so many years to like, like eager, you know, and yeah. now I find it to be extremely intimidating. <gasps> it just fucking scares me. Really? Which another side point about my current partner is we had this big conversation because he's like fantastic at going down on me. It's fantastic. I love it. He apparently loves doing it. And I'm like, I want to get good at blowjobs. I want to like yeah. move past this whole thing. Because obviously, yeah, I've told us, you know, the past of my blowjob yeah. history. And he was like, actually, I honestly, blowjobs just don't really do it for me in any way. And I was just like, holy fuck, we might be like perfectly compatible. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't need to. I also have like an extreme like gag thing. Like, and so that kind of adds to it. And he has like a above average size penis okay. as far as the ones I've ever experienced and anyway so the whole thing I'm like oh if I can avoid this sort of like head on <laughs> it might be for the best but anyway back to hand jobs <laughs> okay we'll put a pin in flow jobs and go back to hand jobs but I have questions <laughs> for sure any and all questions and advice or comments are welcome on this point yeah I think actually as far as I can say is just Everybody should not tell someone that they're shit at blowjobs. Or just... anything. Or anything. Yeah, like, well, anything. It anything. sticks totally. with us. It sticks with What I would really love to offer people is if you want something different, don't tell the other person they're bad at it. That's shame, blame, and judgment culture. And what I have learned both from 
personal experience and interviewing people is that different people like different things. Different things feel different to different people. There's no right, wrong, good, bad. Also, like my partner that I'm getting spanked by right now loves blowjobs and had another partner that he gave a blowjob lessons to, which I think is so hot. And I'm like, and I was like, wait, I want blowjob lessons. He's like, you don't need them. And I was like, but I want to have them. (laughs) And that's not just a brag. It's just, I am very enthusiastic. So my first question to you, since you said that you wanted advice, I heard that out loud. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Okay. Oh, Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, lay it on me. Do you have fun? Like, are you having fun giving them? I can. Like, I mean, it's been quite some time since I've done a blowjob on anyone. So I'm not going to, like, coach you or give you specifics, but in the future I will if you want me to. But I would just say, I would love to hear what happens if you just find a willing penis. Sounds like maybe you have one in your life. And we're like, you don't need to like this. I just want to spend, pick amount of time, pick whatever, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, whatever you want to pick. Maybe you just decide intuitively as you're doing it. And it's just for you to explore and play and feel. And that's it. You don't even have to feel pleasure. There's nothing like, but just explore. It's only when I feel permission to do that, that I can like have a lot of fun. It's also why I have lately really enjoyed finding partners whose cocks aren't too sensitive after they come. Cause then I just want to put it in my mouth and like wiggle around and see what happens. Oh, see, I would love that. I feel no pressure to do anything. And then I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. And it's really fun, you know, and they can be scrolling or doing something. And I have a lot of fun with that. with penis owners, So that is amazing. I've never thought about that. And I think just eliminating the, it would be extremely amazing. If someone's a pussy owner, I can't do this for as long as I will suffocate or like whatever, but just like leaving my head in a lap for a minute and just like laying, like, it's just fun. It's just fun. Okay. But back to you, let's get back to your specifics. We're in your formative years. You're boy crazy. You have a boyfriend for the first time. And at some point you're on a bench and you go, will you hold my boob? (laughs) Is that how you said it? I'm pretty sure. I definitely didn't say tit. I'm pretty sure I said boob or touch my boob. Maybe not hold, but like (laughs) touch or hold. Yeah. Okay. So where did that lead? Did that turn you on? Do you remember any feelings about it? Or were you just sort of like, huh, I remember gathering just data? feeling like such a badass. Like I was like, holy <gasps> fuck, you just touched my boob at the park. And I'm so cool. <laughs> I mean, I like still to this day love like anything that happens sort of like outdoors or oh, in yeah. public. And so I don't know if that stems from that initial park venture, but I don't remember ever doing a blowjob before having like penetrative sex. So I lost my virginity at 14. Around that time, there was probably like more boob touching. And like, for some reason, like fingering was a really big trend where I grew up. Like, it seemed like everyone in my town was just like hot, obsessed with fingering people. No, it was not hot. It was just like pokey, stabby, jabby. Like, oh, I think it was just like we took the finger part literally and just like no, like sensual, like actual caring about. Yeah, we really should call it something different. Not fingering, because that makes it sound like we're... So, for anyone watching, I like gentle hands. I like... Exactly. These. I like some gentle... You got to find out how many fingers. Totally. And, like, I'm such a, like, clit person. I'm not a huge, like, internal gal. And so, I just kind of feel like, on many levels, it just wasn't pleasurable. It was just kind of like, to say you've done it. (laughs) Damn. You said you're a clit person. But do you really want someone to just be like... Boop, straight for clit or do you like getting teased and warmed up around the edges and pet and stroked and pleasure? I love 
a good warm up, but I also am like totally fine with just like straight to the clit. Like, I, I is it like just, single pressure, double fingered pressure, hand pressure? Kind of like a whole hand. Okay. I mean, like it's really lovely when someone takes their time, Beautiful. but I feel like I could totally just kind of have it either way. Okay. Yeah. Are you a multi orgasmer then? Yes, definitely. Like stupidly. So my current partner, like in the last few months, got me a wand. Oh my God. Like a, oh, it's just (laughs) the best thing. And I just didn't even know what I was missing because I'm like, well, I have a vibrator and and it's great. And and then this is just, yeah, out of this world. Damn. Anyway, definitely like multiple orgasm person. Okay. Do you get increasingly sensitive or is it just like a rolling thing? Like, have you ever tapped out and been like, I'm done? Yeah, I'd say it's maybe more of like a rolling thing. Like I've never been to the point of like, ah, don't like this is everything is too sensitive. Like no touchy. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So we're in your teens. You've started to do some fucking. When did you realize that you're bi? Was that now? Was that later? Was it like, what's the, what was the rest of the landscape of your formative years? I had like some really attractive girlfriends like friends who were girls oh yeah I think we were all there was no like explicit conversation around like sexual feelings towards any of us but like I've had multiple threesomes with my just like friends and like a partner that I was seeing like when I was a teenager and like just being like all little freaks together and it was never like named until like eight years ago or so where I was just like oh actually I would really like to pursue on purpose explorations with a woman it started yeah like primarily in high school and then I knew this guy who had a house that was just like always empty his parents were just I don't know where they were I have no idea to this day And there was just never anybody home. And we would have like sleepovers there. And it would just be me and like one of my girlfriends and then him. And one time we were like eating Cheerios in bed. And it turned out to be like a Cheerio fight. And we were like throwing Cheerios around. And then we both just ended up giving him a blowjob. Like it was just really, really weird. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's like intuitive (laughs) threesome food play. But like with maybe a little element, like a little because the Cheerios, I don't yeah. know, like tossing like, Cheerios. Right, oh, exactly. Like I think it was just like we were just, just play. being like cheeky and goofy. Yeah. yeah. And just sort of like got carried away. And then it was just like, hmm, you know, it would be a great idea. So just, yeah, there was like lots of stuff like that. But do you think maybe you didn't feel confident about blowjobs because Cheerios got in the way? So you never had time to practice without them or something? Just too many Too crumbs. many Cheerios. Yeah. Got, got a bad review. Wait, you know you're not supposed to have food in your mouth when you're giving a blowjob, right? No Cheerios. <laughs> Someone out there might love that. <laughs> oh, my God. If that So here's the thing. I'm curious. If it's food, I'll eat. I'm curious. I would give, you know, I don't want to choke. I feel like they'd have to be really mushed up. <laughs> or like someone out there has definitely given a blowjob with pop rocks right like what is that like oh just a little sidebar i was like at a sex store with my like two very close friends maybe like just before christmas and they had like basically like pop rocks purposefully for blowjobs and i'm like we should get these like we should all do this and then one of my good friends actually is an active like sex worker i was telling her about that and she was just like do not do it. Like pop rocks stuck in someone's foreskin is just like a horrible idea. And like, yeah, just like, that's oh, for God. Real. yeah, that's there's for real. a lot of sides to it that I didn't quite 
think about. I mean, definitely do not get Pop Rocks stuck in a foreskin. Also, just PSA for foreskin owners. Pull them back and wash. There's no judgment. Just pull them back and wash. Not everybody knows. And if there's white stuff, it might be a yeast infection, might just be schmegma. Go get it checked out. Okay, so where should we go with our formative U experiences? I did have a minivan that I would drive around and <laughs> I would have an obscene amount of sex in it. Like, like ridiculous. In like teenage yeah. years? Where, where are we on your timeline teenage right now? Years. Okay. Teenage years. Like 15, 16. You had a fucking minivan as a teenager? Yes. And we took out like the middle seat. So it was like the, just like the back seat and then like a big open space where it was just wow. like you could. Yeah. And then I left a mattress in there with the like. <sighs> guys of like oh we're gonna go camping like and it was just in there for a really long time as oh i don't know why my parents never said anything about that your parents are like you know the camping fan she just loves camping <laughs> wait so would you fuck different people did you have like partners throughout this time was it primarily threesomes i had a partner like an off and on partner the majority of my teen years and it was primarily him in okay. the van it was like a disastrous relationship on many levels but we just couldn't get enough of each other. Like, it was ridiculous. We used to sneak into this. It was like a gym, like hot tub, pool, like not a rec center, but like it was like in a condo complex yeah. kind of thing. So we used to sneak in there and we would just have sex like all around those things. And one time we went outside to grab something like outside the like gated premise. We didn't realize that the place locked like automatically. You couldn't get in after 10 p.m. <gasps> We were literally completely naked, <gasps> nothing. I had to run to a payphone, call my mom. My mom came <laughs> dark naked. And then it gets worse. We had to go back the next day to get our stuff. And we had to talk to the property manager oh or whoever ran the place. And he was just like, you basically, we brought you, you know, we have cameras, like basically, here's your stuff. Promise you'll never come back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so would you say that that like stoked desire for public play or are you like, nope, I'm good. Like how, where, what's your public play meter like? <laughs> I just want to do it in public all the time, <laughs> anywhere, all the time. Literally, the only thing stopping me is that. I realized that the potential onlookers are not consenting to that experience. Totally. And so that's the part where I'm like, God damn. Like, Good society <laughs> member. Well, doing my best. <laughs> I mean, I definitely still like risk it within the, you know, like what are the odds someone is going to walk in? But overall, I find it extremely exciting. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. 
In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Okay, so we figured out your origin story of public play. What happened next in your formative years? There was quite a bit of like negative male attention in my teen years, probably because I was pretty slutty. Um, And I definitely didn't really know how to handle that. Like, you know, knowing what I know now at the age of 30, I think I would have handled all that like completely differently. Okay. I think it seemed like it was under the guise of a compliment or like, you know, like repeated, like almost harassment of like, go out with me or like, let's do this together. And sort of realizing that like, no means no, not even on just the sense of like sexual activity, but also just sort of like anything, anything, no means no. All boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think to this day, I still really struggle with boundaries Mm -hmm. on like really in every facet of my life. And I don't know if that played a big part in it, but yeah, I do find it extremely difficult to like repeatedly say no and have someone continually go on and on and on well isn't it interesting why should you have to say no more than once like that's and i just want to point that out because that's not you being bad at boundaries it's you getting worn down which is also what a lot of like romantic comedies have taught us is the social norm and it's a big layered problematic issue because also it's like people are trying people are not trying. it's a whole yeah but i hear that okay so you're working on boundaries now too Definitely. And I think that also kind of on the play party like aspect of it is I have not actively gone to one yet, okay. but I am, we have signed up to go, we've like registered or whatever, Ooh, which is so exciting. People might look at you. Right? Exactly. That's <laughs> like, I don't care what you do to me, like to my partner, you know, as my <sighs> partner. But uh, yeah, it does seem very exciting to have other people looking and like, yeah, just trying to like establish what those boundaries are to me, yeah. you know, before going. Based on what I've heard, it sounds like they're a really safe space, but they do sound like based on party to party, though they do kind of vary in terms of like what goes, you know, and like the actual like explicit sort of structure to it, I guess. I have found that to be true in various spaces. Yep. So that kind of worries me on the boundary side of things. Okay. So early 20s, we're learning about boundaries. We're still learning. I think boundaries are a lifelong mission for all of us. And I've noticed that with myself, I got to just practice like updating them. And now I'm like trying to communicate them masterfully. And instead of being like, no, don't do that. I'm getting a lot better at being like, thank you for the invitation. Here's what I would love, you know, and then just fully redirecting it without ever letting them know that there has been a rupture. And that's been my kind of like current practice. But I'm not, you know, whatever, it's a practice. So it sounds like you had some experiences in that time that maybe weren't optimal. What did that lead you to next? Like, how did we get from there to here? 
So I moved to the big city in my, well, I guess 19. I mean, this is big city, Canada, but you know, it's still, it's pretty big. And I just went completely crazy on a major slut phase. It was a lot of like ridiculous sex, like sex in public, sex with multiple people. And yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. When you say multiple people, do you mean, do you mean all at once? Do you mean like back to back? Do you mean like in a night? Like a bit of both, maybe. The the only one that didn't happen was in the same night. I don't think I've slept with two men in the same night. Yet. How are you meeting them? Where were you finding them? <laughs> Mostly at like bars or quite a few of them. I had two guy roommates, which happened to be the best, well, best and worst, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Because <laughs> they had all their friends over and... I feel like actually that's a great recommendation for anyone looking for guys out there is get two male roommates in your early 20s. Get two of them like with good friends, like good quality. Yeah, I love that. Maybe that's what I should do. (gasps) I'm looking for housemates. That feels like a sitcom. Okay. Right? It does. Do you think I could get them to move into a mobile dungeon trailer with me and go around the country? Because then I'd have built in bodyguards. That's totally. what I keep thinking Just as about. Long as you pick the right roommate and then the rest will flow. <laughs> I love this sage wisdom. I think you're a great like dating and relationship coach. I'm ready for this. I really like I'm, I'm <laughs> Hey, maybe that's what my calling is. I should quit my day job and go on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have lots of very bad advice, actually, too. But yeah. But it sounds like you got laid a lot and had some fun. I did. I did. And like a lot of that was fun, but it wasn't like the most like fulfilling sex it lost its like woohoo you know yeah after a couple years as it does <laughs> so that's kind of a long time any highlights or specific memories from that era that we should know about i slept with someone who he was quite a bit older than me at the time and i just remember being blown away by like his sort of like maturity and skills around it okay. and he was like one of the first men that i had sort of explored with that actually brought up condoms and like protection hot like right off the bat yeah like it was the classic one night stand we met at the beach we had sex that night never saw him again but it was so like he was so just like on it and like it was it was hot because it was like oh you totally do want to fuck me like you've got that in your mind and you want to do it safely you care about my well-being totally yeah he also had the most like perfectly curved penis i like it was lovely (laughs) i totally forgot about it until right now (laughs) how was it curved was it up down side side i want to say it kind of like up yeah up would make sense with the sort of like positions that we did of why it felt so special (laughs) (laughs) and then so those roommates they graduated they left the city and i ended up moving into a different place and my parents were there to help me move and they were like, oh, you know, you got invited to go hang out with your friends, whatever. We can pack up your stuff for you and we'll have you all moved in. And I'm like, that's so sweet. And so I, I'm like enjoying my day with my friends and everything. And I just think, holy fuck, all of my like sex stuff is all just like literally in. It wasn't even like a bedside drawer. It was just like a random drawer, like in the room where I'm like, fuck. And so I immediately call my mom and I'm like, I don't really have time to explain this, but I just need you to immediately go to this drawer and you like handle all the shit. 
so she was like oh my god okay so she did she so my dad was like free and clear thank god because the poor guy that would just kill him probably <laughs> dad's you know there's just certain things dads don't they don't want to know they don't want to know some stuff i've discovered yeah. this they don't want to know the stuff no and then my mom like so there was like some like kind of more like bondagey things in there and so she was like is someone hurting you like are you okay she was like holy shit this is like purely joy this is all consenting stuff but like yeah that was a bit of a i'm sure she was just like holy shit wow quick side note if we could just go back to the first time i ever got birth control pills again small town my dad was like really good friends with our pharmacist and we were at the grocery store one day. My dad's like, oh, I just need to run over to the pharmacy to, you know, pick up whatever. And so he's there and he's talking to the guy. The guy's like, oh, I have a, a prescription here for Aaron, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, we'll just pick that up too. And so the guy's going on and on about like, oh, birth control pills. Of course, it was like the first time I had ever taken them. So oh, he, he went through the whole like you know what like side effects and blah 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 and my poor dad because he didn't know and like my mom knew like it was all just like very yeah bless his heart he was just so like you could just he was just devastated but he was just kept it together and then we got to the car and I was just like I am so sorry like that could not have rolled out like worse for you basically like anyway so that was really sad. Wait, but it sounds like he was, okay, so he was uncomfortable, but also you kind of grew up a little bit, but he's like, you just don't have that relationship. Oh, there's quite a bit more to it. Like, he really hated my boyfriend and that kind of stuff. And so oh, okay. I think my mom was just kind of trying to, like, ease him into the fact of, like, oh, it's headed to that direction. Got it. Like, I think in terms of, like, oh, good, you're, like, using protection, you're being safe yeah, yeah, and responsible. Yeah. I think all that was there. I think it was just more so, like, fuck, this is how I have to find out about Damn. it. Damn. Sorry, Dad. Totally. Got it. it okay. Like, I got it. But, yes. Okay, so what happened next in your unfoldings and discoverings and like it sounds like you were doing some kinky shit yeah i don't even know how that really started i honestly have been just thinking and thinking i, I have no idea not a clue but the sort of like next step was i had like a really lovely interaction with a woman where it was like my first like just like woman to woman experience <sighs> and she was so hot and she was so sweet and so beyond me like you know, like when timing just doesn't line up and it's like, oh, she was just so like out about her sexuality and like proud and just open and like liberated. And I was just so like, I like you, but like, what are people going to think? And like, I don't know, like, I, I don't feel like I'm gay, but like, I, I don't know if like buys like where I'm at. Like, I don't know. It was just like a whole thing, but the actual like sex part of it was really lovely. And she was amazing awesome. <laughs> um, so that rolled out and then there was this guy that had been like a long time friend and we finally just decided to sleep together we had talked a lot about just like sex in general and like I'm really open with my friends about all that stuff so he misunderstood that I like it rough to I like being slapped in the face <gasps> and so oh, mid-sex without any conversation ahead of time like nothing he just whacked me and it was just it was yeah that was sort of the end of that I was like I'm sorry like I'm not like please like stop kind of like we just didn't like the sex was over like right yeah. then and there yeah and I was just really uncomfortable 
And then the next day he drove me home and he was just kind of like, hey, like, bye. Like, I don't think he had really like a clue what went wrong. And then it wasn't until years later where I was like, kind of like, what? Because we remained friends. We didn't sleep together again, but we remained friends. And I was just kind of like, what the fuck was with the face slap? And he was just like, oh my God, is that what went wrong? And I was just like, yeah. (laughs) Again, I guess it goes to show like, actual communication and having a conversation is so important even after the fact because I guess he had no idea so that was like a real but now I love getting slapped in the face (laughs) well and it's such a good example of how context and permission make a big fucking difference like there's agency is everything you know like totally yeah so that's kind of I think where like I started to realize just saying I like like rougher sex or like I like butt stuff or like, you know, like that's such a vague like umbrella sort of like almost like a genre of oh, yeah. of sex. And then it's like, yeah, no, there's so much more to it and you have to actually like do your research and yeah. like clear communication around like, hey, I don't know if I like this, but I'd yeah. like to explore that. Like, what do you think? And then kind of like build it out from there or not, you yeah. know? I want to say something about clear communication just because it's my particular passion, especially in the realm of sex. Mm -hmm. The more I have tried to learn, the more I've realized that clear communication is a moving target. And what's clear in one set of circumstances is totally unclear in another. And the most important thing, especially because I was like, I'm learning it. You know, I go back and listen to old episodes of me and I'm like, oh, she's so judgmental. And I now know that like, just because I have a specific idea of what a very hyper-specific set of words to me means doesn't mean that the other person is going to have the same definition. And it also means that I'm going to risk, and I just have accepted this, that like there's going to be a subset of the population out there that really gets really, really fucking annoyed with me for checking in specifically, and that is fine with me because those are boundary pushers. Those are people who if they are not willing to get specific typically there's a unsafety for me for my boundaries at some point so damn it really sounds like you're doing your best i would love to hear about the first time that you loved a face slap and or whatever led up to that as a contrast so it gets really even weirder because the first person to do it after that was actually the same guy oh my god so that's weird. wonderful catharsis wait <laughs> So we ended up, this was like over the span of like years, like we were friends for years, then we had sex that one time where it all went to shit and then we were friends again and then we ended up sort of like in the same place of the world at the same time and it was like, oh, we have so much common, let's like give it a shot with us. And so we were kind of like testing that out and he's like I would say very bad at communication like he was just very like didn't want to have those conversations you know a few years after the initial face lap I was like okay no that was like definitely not okay with me and we had that conversation and then once we were sort of like reevaluating it was me just like very clearly like asking for the things that I wanted so it was like it started out with like oh could you spank me or like oh could you like you know do like some like spit stuff or like like more of like the degrading side of things and then the face I just asked him to 
It's like, you know, I kind of want to see how that actually, like, I've been thinking a lot about it. It does sound like it might have a little bit of woo for me. (laughs) And so, so we did. And that was like one partner ago. And so this current partner, I'm just like, I feel so much more comfortable in being like, basically like, I'm a freak and I really would like you to do all these things. And then my current partner is like very into communicating and like it like fuels the fire yes it's such a turn on talking about it ahead of time is such a turn on (gasps) yeah and it just feels really like safe but also yeah leads like builds the excitement and then it's like so fun to be like hey will you do these things to me and then have to wait for a little bit and then it's just like oh you're doing them to me and it's so good and i love it (laughs) it's like a few more crazy things so that's sort of how it rolled out I guess and like I know like you've talked a lot about taboo and like how as far as like I've understood what you've said you have a hard time understanding what taboo like is for you or like within your life and to me I just feel like I am so into like everything that is like deemed to be taboo like I just if it's like the shit you shouldn't do i really want to do <laughs> but what here's my question to you i love that you are specific with this okay specifically i would love to pick your brain about your expertise and your personal taboo experience when you're doing the taboo feeling is the thrill coming from like ooh, this is so naughty i'm taboo or is it like i fucking love this or is it something else entirely i think primarily for me it's like the thrill of being like oh my god this is something that like most people or like traditionally people were not supposed to enjoy or do to each other and like like the other day just the other day it was crazy the first time in my life someone actually came in my bum and I just loved it like I got off on it for like like I'm still like I'm yes. still just like in my mind about it and I'm just like I feel like such a sweat and I just like love it I mean it was an amazing sensation and like I had my vibrator going at the same time so it was definitely like a very pleasurable experience but also like the mental side of just feeling like haha I have come in my bum and nobody even knows unless I tell them <laughs> You know what I mean? Or unless you wear really short shorts and go out right away. <laughs> and then they'll know. Maybe make a white shorts. <laughs> just see what happens, I dare you. <laughs> but also, they would probably just be more likely to be like, oh, she started her period instead of like, she's got cum in her bum. I don't know. Totally. Damn, you really also, you teased the topic that I'm really excited to get to because I want to hear about choking, spitting, and butt stuff. But I also still want to wrap up this taboo feel. Okay, so it's, it sounds like you also really like the physical sensations, but it's also the like emotional or identity of being like, I'm naughty. I'm a naughty slut. Exactly. Like I'm a fucking slut. Okay. Totally. But you do like the physical sensations also. Yes, like they're lighting absolutely. you up. Okay. We've recently gotten into like this like daddy thing. I don't know. He literally asked me, he was like, how would you feel like about calling me daddy at some point? And I was Hot. just like, I'm down. I don't know really like where it'll go from there but I'm definitely keen to try it and I feel like it's like fed in really well with like the whole like trying to like get more into like the consensual non-consent vibes of it because Mm. it's kind of like yeah I guess I haven't really explored that much with like dirty talk and like how that can really play into like enhancing the whole physical experience yeah it's been really fun 
How long has that been? Mm, maybe like a month or two. Okay. Ooh. Does he call you anything? Like a slut. Like he says okay. all like the right, like mean things. To oh, me. I love that. <laughs> Damn, I love yeah. that. And he also, it was very sweet. He was like, is there anything that like you would like me to call you or like, you know, more specifically anything that you would not like me to like call you or like pinpoint? And then it was like, oh yeah, I should probably think about that because just because I'm thinking, oh yeah, say like sort of like degrading, humiliating, mean things to me. It turns me on. There's certain things actually, when I think about it, I'm like, no, that would actually just hurt my feelings. <laughs> Can you so- give an example? Because I'm always surprised by what people say because it's different for everyone. Like one of my friends is like, do not fucking call me a bitch. And I'm like, okay. Oh. I mean, I don't, but oh, like, see, you know. To me, that would be an interesting one. Like to me, that. Some people like Wouldn't it. bother me. Yeah. Right. Same. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about it. To me, I think it would have to do with, I would not want any sort of like, don't talk about my like weight or like my body image in a negative way. Oh, and this came up in like reference more so to like filming ourselves and stuff like that like I don't want any reference to like I'm such a dirty girl and like if I don't do what you want me to do you're gonna send our video to you know my friends and family or something I don't want any reference threats don't turn me on blackmail doesn't turn me on no like any of that sort of like revenge kind of porn stuff does not do it for me wait but you guys do film I'm hearing (laughs) we tried Okay. Um, we haven't had that much time to explore it. We're definitely into exploring it further. I love watching stuff go in and out of my holes later. Like not paying right? attention. Oh my God. I love. And my former master used to do all that. He would be like, people would watch us. People would run. And then he would fucking right? tease. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And it sounds so hot. Yeah. And so we tried. This is sort of a funny story. The first time we tried, we had like set everything up. We were like, neither of us thought about like angles or anything like that. We're like, let's just oh. do, let's just try it. And like, <laughs> we'll just see. So we set it up. We're like, okay. I'm like, I'm kind of nervous. And he's like, we'll just like do what we normally do. And if it rolls out to be you know something a little bit freakier or if it rolls out to just be whatever we can always delete it whatever so you know it's like this whole thing blah, blah, blah. it turns out to be like this really lovely experience like it was just amazing and we had such great sex we did get like a little freaky it was lovely and then at the end we're like you know kind of sitting there afterwards and like well, should we watch it like should we just see and so we go to look at his phone it's just like storage full or yeah. whatever and so yeah. it did film like a little bit and it was literally just a ball of blankets yeah. <laughs> and then right before it cut out it was just his bum in his boxers like dry humping this ball of blankets and then it cut out it was just like holy shit that's just a very specific type of hot i will say not to plug myself too hard i don't usually do it but um this is why people hire me <laughs> yes because yes. here's the thing I can just carry a camera easily around you and I get such a, and it is so fast too. I mean, depending on, well, depending on what we're doing, but I also love the sticks and the tripod and the trying. I love seeing the things that don't turn out too. I'm also very into amateur stuff if someone's holding it, but I also think that's why it's like threesomes are great, you know, give someone the camera. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just, anyway, fucking hilarious. And now we just tell everybody we're like, oh, we do you want to see our porn we made and everybody's like, the fuck and we're like it's the most pg thing you've ever seen I and love we, it. you know show them you know our little bundle of balls 
post a still on Instagram and get away with it. That's hot. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really fun. We definitely want to explore that further. And I did send my first ever like full masturbation video. <gasps> what was that like for you? Amazing. I was like, like I've definitely had moments in the past where I'm like, oh, I want to like have a mirror in front of me and like watch me yes. do what do I it. want to myself. Like uh-huh. I love that. But then to have it like, yeah, in a video and be able to like watch it back and be yeah. like, holy shit, this is great. And then send it to him. He loved it, which was Wait. also like really lovely. So you can get turned on from like watching the visual stimulation. Sometimes I got very distracted by my own visual, and so I have to like look away. But then I'll get really turned on by other people's visuals. I was really surprised. I think I expected myself to look so much. Like, I literally just set it up, went to town, and then I was like, okay, I'll look back at it. And I was really pleasantly surprised. So I was just like, okay, yeah, my leg did do, like, a bit of a squishy thing there. But overall, it looked a lot better than I thought it would. Do you feel comfy telling us what you were doing? Like, was it hands-only? Did you have a toy? Was it, yeah. Oh, Was there an asshole? (laughs) no unfortunately not but that was my like definite inspo for my next video but basically I was like on the couch had the phone on the coffee table and had my vibrator and I just kind of started out like with just hands and then I get kind of silly where I like I have a hard time taking myself seriously as a slut and so I do get like kind of goofy but I did have this really, really excellent slutty moment where I like dribbled some lube on and managed to keep a straight face the whole time. And I was like, damn, you're good. That's like, awesome. you go, girl. <laughs> and awesome. then had the vibrator session and actually came, which I'm like, I'm like such a porn person. Like, I love watching porn, even if it's like the most like staged shitty. Porn. Like, I love porn of any kind. Oh, I love that. Thank you for saying that. I have a lot of friends that work in the industry and there it gets a lot of criticism. And I'm like, okay, everyone criticizing porn. Like, those are people. They are fucking. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like one thing that I would really like to set as a goal for myself is like, to watch more like ethical porn where I'm like even just filming that one thing I'm like I had some serious like thought and energy put in behind this yeah and it's not something that's just like you know like I'm I'm all for it I love porn I want people to well first of all for sure want to do it I want it to be consensual but I also want them to profit from it or benefit from it from some way if it's for some reason they're not out for a profit and they would like accolades or who knows I was gonna say if any of you out there have a favorite porn star and you have not directly given them money go find their links and tip them right now exactly and that's what I want to do yeah (laughs) right totally that's amazing okay but we still haven't gotten to details of butt stuff and choking and spitting and do you do them all at once or is there progression and which one did you meet first and how did they happen I mean, you said there's a lot of spit happening right now. There's a lot of spit. I love spit. Does so it go much. in your butthole sometimes? I love it. I think my favorite position in terms of including butts and spit has to be doggy style with me using a vibrator and then someone in my bum while spitting on their cock going in and out of my bum. Like kind of like dribble down. Or Dude, whatever. that's hot. And I don't know why, but it's just like the whole meal deal. I just love it. And then if that can be incorporated with like any other roughness, like spanking or like hair pulling or choking or 
mean words being said to me in a hot way. <laughs> Here's a question like, about spanking because I'm getting a lot more of it lately. I feel like when I'm getting fucked and spanked at the same time, also lately noticing, especially if someone is face fucking me and spanking me, I can take so much more than if I'm fully focused on spank. I feel like I could get spanked forever. And I don't think it's just where I am in warm up at the endorphin. Like I now have enough. So I'm, what's your experience? Like, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I just I feel, feel like, like I got a superpower so with it. Like if yeah, you're fucking right? me, just you can. Yeah. What is that? There's got to be some sort of like psychological block that's just removed. Or <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So what was the first moment though that spit wise you were like, give it to me? Or did it just happen? Was it a partner that was into it? I think it really started out of necessity. As far as I remember, I think it was like a bum lube sort of issue where there was lube but i think it was just sort of in the yeah in the moment of just like things should be sloppier and i'm pretty sure that's how it started if someone just like spat on my bum for like a purpose also if anyone out there is new to butt stuff use lube just use lube Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes yes no never never enough and definitely never enough as far as i'm concerned (laughs) anywhere and everywhere do you warm up with toys like what's your asshole like and like what's it like do you have assgasms like tell us about your ass it's so no assgasms unfortunately yet 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 but i don't know what it is my bum really is a miracle like it just can sort of like take things with very little warm-up like not no warm-up but i'm surprised based on what i've heard from other people's experiences it's a miracle. And so I feel like I do really like butt plugs and like even like fingers and yeah. stuff like that. But it's not necessary to actually have anal sex, which I'm very happy about. Also, I have a very non-messy bum, which wow. I'm like, how okay. lucky am I? <laughs> like, okay. That's amazing. Or more like, how lucky are you when you stick it in there? <laughs> but also, have you tried it at every time of the day yet? <laughs> not that you want to, but like... No, but it's been various times of the day. Like there's no like one set like evening or morning is my anal time. It's just like been sort of like when the moment like flows. You know, but will that's great. Okay. Yeah. Like the first time I did anal wasn't even that long ago. And again, I think I only really thought about it because I was like, this is something that you're technically not supposed to do. And it just sounds like something I really want to do based on only that fact. (laughs) And then it just turned out to be like, wow, this is very, very pleasurable. Like with a, I mean, I definitely love like anal with a vibrator, I think is probably my best like combo. Where is the vibrator? On my clit. Hot. That's so hot. I'm really missing butt sex right now. Damn. What an inspiration you are. Everyone should go out and try it for sure. Okay. Are there other like specifics we need to know about for your personal physical sexy body or other stories that we haven't gotten to that are on your list that need sharing? I have the least sensitive boobs on the planet. Maybe it was because he held them too long back when I was 12. They got early stipulation (laughs) and then they couldn't feel anything after that. (laughs) They are seriously not sensitive at all. Like, you could be so rough with them. Like, as far as any sort of, like, boob, like, nipple play that I've ever received, it's done nothing for me. Let me tell you something. Speaking of sucky, 
I recently <laughs> had a life-changing nipple-sucking experience with a partner. And here's the thing. I like getting touched. So no matter what, touches are pretty good for me. I mean, again, I have not been in a situation where someone tried to touch me against my will, but also my will is very large. It's a large will, wide will. That's exactly. And I had a lover who I don't know what he was doing. I asked him, he's like, I don't know, I'm just sucking on them. But it was like so gentle and so firm and so warm and unhurried. And it kind of reminded me of like when we were talking about like the the penis stuff, and but it was also like while he was fucking me, and for the first time I was like, oh, should I be exploring like mommy? And he wasn't being an adult baby oh. or anything like that, but he was just a nipple worshiper, and he told me specifically, he's like, I love your nipples, and I was like, you oh. do? He was like, your whole breasts are beautiful, but like your nipples. So it was like his excitement, but then it definitely translated into physical and or energetic sensation and so i just discovered this new height of nipple pleasure so i'm just saying there's hope for all and and it's not something that i ever could have like tried to feel my way into but it's just like you know sometimes yeah the mood strikes right moment right person right time yeah wow right okay that gives me hope because it's something obviously i would like to like again like i'm such a touchy person too like any sort of touch is lovely who knows what could happen oh you know what's something i'd really like to try and i don't know why probably because i saw it in porn a long time ago and it stuck in my mind is a pussy pump oh dude i've now tried two different versions go get pumped up they're great they're not even that expensive and really Layla of Curious Girl Diaries and Kathy K of Strictly Anonymous and I all tried some pussy pumps. Kathy sent us pussy pumps and we tried it. And it's hot. It's really hot because it just brings all the blood into it. But also I tried a penis pump that was electric on my lips before. And I liked that because the size felt better because like I don't have a huge bone and I didn't, you know, so for me, I think I could use a smaller size to get more of my like stuff in there. You know, so I don't know. Sex shops don't let you try stuff on, but just take your personal size into account. That's good to know. It's fun. Yeah. And also, if you don't have a pussy pump, but you do have a partner, just have them like grab all of your lips with the hand or just put their whole mouth over everything and suck. You know, not teeth, not lips. Stop moving. Just be firm with it and see what happens. I think that's what's like so exciting about like my current partner like there's been many people in my past who okay first have you noticed that a lot of people claim to be stars at eating out vaginas no i don't attract those people i know they exist because people tell me about them i don't pick or attract them oh my god don't you don't want to i feel like the people who claim to be stars at least in my experience have not been and then the people who are just like these like sweet like modest people yeah are just like holy fuck can you please do that to me every day all day for the rest of my life wait what's happening that you're loving so much i don't know i think it's just like a variety of like not grabbing but just like the whole sort of like exploring and not such a just like clit centric motion (laughs) 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 well i don't know what they do like i'm assuming like that's what it feels like when most people do it to me it's just like but it's like but when they stop and it's like, oh, and it's only been a couple of people in my life where I'm like, wow, you have just created like this magical cure-all for everything by doing this. Like, you're just so good. And it's just, it's so good. I will say I've been lucky enough to teach a couple of partners recently, like 
how to go down on me and, you know, to give them kind of like step-by-step instructions and then like help them kind of learn what to ask other partners. And I feel like that's just the kind of teachings I wish all of us had at some point. It's just like a trusted partner who could show us stuff. Cause like truly, you know, as sad as I am that my relationship with my former master ended, like what a fucking playground, what a wonderful human to create such a nice space for me to get all like confident. I'm glad that you're having that pleasure. So your partner likes going down on you. Oh yeah. And is like one of those people where it's just like, he never like boasted about it or anything. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, and And I think too maybe like patience as a part of it I don't know I've had partners where I feel like are you like eager to get out of there like turn off I feel rushed and then I'm like I'm not coming if I'm I will never come if I feel rushed or pressured to come yeah yeah Yeah. so when you're teaching people do you end up coming at the end of like I sure did because I did such a good slow thorough job and I actually was like wait I'm trying I was trying to like save it for a certain point in my teaching lesson that I had prepared in my head I was making it up as I went but I was like actually wait I do know how to do like my first time (laughs) my lesson in your head at all like you weren't so busy like with the teaching well so I've had five years of practicing putting very specific methods into words and then if you give me a specific focus and it's touch oriented I basically rapidly am able to flip back and forth between my like hyper verbal teacher mode and my like really relaxed sensual like kind of stupid sex mode I love it it's really fun for me too because then I get to have the experience of like being as sexy as I actually am, I'm not submissive in this mode, but like then I get to surrender and I also can like receive and like give words in real time until it gets to a certain point. And then I'm like, oh, actually, you're going to make me come right now. I was going to make you wait uh, and actually just do this. Wait, stay right there. Don't move. And how amazing for the other person too. Sorry to interrupt, but just like, holy oh. shit, my mind is blown. Yeah. Like that is. It's been a really good time. And like, yeah, oh so I'm God. feeling I'm feeling very like grateful. And part of that, like the reason I was able to give such articulate instructions in that moment is because I, like a nerd, watched all of the OMG yes like videos. And while I could, it was so much information for me to glean, it put a bunch of like sparks into my mind and gave me an amount of confidence. And most of it is just like lay there, like don't move so fucking much, you know, use yeah. a wide tongue, slow down. Here's how to find pressure. Stop. And everyone's different. Every pussy is different. They're all shaped different. Like the more I put my mouths on them, especially through laurels, which I do use unless I'm fluid bonded with someone like the whole experience. So I would like to hear now, do we have any other stories that need telling and or other hopes, goals, dreams, fears for your sex life? I do have some goals. I'd really like to like take things back to like a bit more basics, like just have like a make out even. Not for like forever, but like make out and then wait for like just like an hour or two, you know, but like you have that like really like touchy, like grabby moments. A little bit of dry humping maybe over the clothes. Yeah, exactly. But then maybe you go to dinner or something that forces the turn on. (gasps) Exactly. Like that, like just kind of like slow things back. Maybe you go on a beach walk, but then you find a little alleyway and then you grab your partner a little bit more and maybe someone almost catches you in public. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Two summers ago, we were at this like really remote, like gorgeous beach. And it felt to me like it was in the middle of nowhere. Like Mm. I could have sworn that we were like 
the only people. <laughs> the tide was up. There was like this tiny little alcove kind of like little thing. And it's like, okay. So we had sex in there. It's really lovely, like midday, just really sweet. And then we ended up camping there. And the next day we woke up and there was just like a million people. It turned out there was like a trail that you could go over the top <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> so when the tide was in, there was like this big trail with like a scenic lookout literally right to where we were. And I was just, wow, like this felt so remote. And then I was like, oh, wait. oh, I actually do have one more thing to say. Drone porn. Using a drone Dude. to film porn in nature, someone, not me, because I'm not that techie, needs to do those things. Are you listening to me? <laughs> I was just talking about drone porn with someone. Were you? I was like, you have Actually? one? Yeah. Like, because I know a couple people with drones and like my whole fantasy life right now is like, which bucket list items am I going to do where? And then eventually with whom, you know, like in which toys and which sponsors and is there going to be any of that? Or am I just going to get impatient and do it? So I literally have been thinking about different things like that, you know, and for filmmaking, it's a sound issue, but for porn, it's interesting. Cause they're, I don't know. I have a few different ideas about how to have fun with it, but like, yeah, dude, that's hot as fuck. Oh, see, and I could get behind that. And, and and using drones as like like drones for voyeur porn of all kinds too. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> which also is like inspired by my real life. Like there's fucking drones flying by my window all the time. Or or every time I go out into the hot tub, it's either the LAPD or a drone. And I'm like, stop it, you creepers. <laughs> stop circling totally. over me. Yeah, it's not hot when it's not <laughs> no. consensual. Like Okay, tell us hopes for the future besides drone porn. We do have like an ongoing bucket list that we've created with like a whole bunch of random things on there. So I really hope that happens or just like it, you know, continues yeah. to progress and like we take things off, add more, take things off. Do you guys like talk about it? Or do you wait for them to do it? I sent my partner a list and then I was like, and I will never speak of this again, you know, but he'll still like pick stuff off and do it. We created it together. Like it's fairly new, but we created it together. So it feels like, yeah, it doesn't feel weird because it's kind of things that we talked about and then we're like oh we should add that to the list so it feels like a mutual development i think this is a question that you save for only the like sex professionals but you know how you asked about like if you got to design your own room in the dungeon or like in the Oh, my fantasy brainstorm of if you had an unlimited budget to build a sexy playroom, house, castle, etc. for yourself or to represent your brand, what would it be like? I'd yeah, love to know. that's exactly. I was thinking, well, now I have two answers, but my initial answer was it would be so cool to have like a drive-in theater, like outdoor, like old school kind of thing where you could just have like backs of trucks with like all these cushy like blankets and mattresses and pillows and everything. So it's like public, but you still have like your own little like little truck bed. And so you can like observe people if you want to, but like you've got your own little like back of the truck thing. So that was kind of like initially what I was thinking, because that just sounds nice to be outside. And then now I'm thinking, I'm like, no, like a drone studio, like Dude. like some kind of like little like outdoory, like maybe like little I don't know, like jungle space where like drones, like, yeah. So we need a sex palace that has grounds. I've been thinking a lot about this pleasure palace. I've been thinking about the statue garden. I've been thinking about the like abandoned cars in the forest. I've been thinking about the different stations that are, yeah, I feel you. I really feel Mm -hmm. you. 
Oh my God, a sexy drive-in where we show like really hot, maybe narrative porn. <gasps> what if you, you know how there's Ooh. like sing-alongs? What if there's fuck-alongs? I love that. Like step-by-step. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> Mission 69. Okay, so you know how for Rocky Horror Picture Show, they like go and throw toys? Mission 69's cult classic followings are going to have even better, even better screenings. I love that. <laughs> And then we'll have drones going around filming the one, you know, we'll put people in the filmable section and then we'll sell that orgy porn. That's great. Oh my God. Okay. And yeah, what a good way to like come full circle. (laughs) We will come full circle. That's what, here's the thing. My interest in making money through all my sexual pursuits is so that I can make Mission 69 and get a playship and create these things. Like that's why I have started being like, wait a second, I should profit off this hierarchy. So that's totally all the next steps. I would love to hear if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex oh, advice. Okay. What age or ages would you pick and what would you say? It's so hard because like knowing me and knowing how I was, I would not receive this. Like, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> if I could go back and somehow be the me that I am now, but just in little younger form, I would say that just with the media and just like women's bodies and what we're supposed to look like, you know, in quotes and, yeah. and be like and act like and feel like and all this shit. I would just really want to tell myself to like try and let that go as best as possible. Like just give yourself a break and like yeah. you have a lovely body. You know, there's nothing wrong with your small boobs or there's nothing wrong with your vagina. And what if we said it, your small boobs and your pussy are amazing exactly yeah and like just be okay with that because everyone that you've had sex with until you're 30 loves you like loves having sex with you and aside from blowjobs and i say (laughs) don't take the blowjob people to heart no don't develop a complex it's always a two-sided situation i'm changing my answer it's completely the blowjobs go back in time if anyone tells you you're bad at blowjobs do not take them seriously just ask questions that are more productive and conducive to giving better blowjobs based on that specific penis owner. Yeah, that's wisdom. Do you want to ask me a sex question? Yes. Have any of your previous guests become play partners? Yes. The first one, I won't say specifically who it is, but it was a penis owner and we had vibes. And well, and here's the thing. I get a crush on most people when I talk to them and they're nice and our energies mesh. I, I get really shy too because I'm like, oh my God, the audience can probably hear me flirting. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know? <laughs> no. You sound so professional and like just sweet. Like you don't sound like a perv. <laughs> I never know. So the other thing I will say is a couple podcast people have turned into like flirty situations or things I thought were going to be flirty situations and maybe misread or maybe they got busy. A lot more likely there has been like intense flirting and then some like physical stuff from photography clients because it's in person, you know, like the in-person stuff is a lot more. And this is also like part of the reason that I hired a lawyer because I was like, am I allowed to fuck people if there's (laughs) money Like, like, can I even? And the answer is. I would have never thought about that. Well, it was only because when I was interviewing my lawyer, he was like, yes, I'm involved in Burning Man in this way. But if you ever play at this space, like I can't even be there. And I, and so then I asked him about it again. And I was like, and he's like, no, it's, it's for lawyers, therapists, 
doctors and like people who hold power over their client. He was like, artists can do whatever the fuck they want. He was like, you just cannot have someone pay you for sex outside of a legal brothel, which I would not do anyway. I like to do things legally. (laughs) I'm a very legal oriented person. So I think my biggest identity piece, which I have been grappling with this year still now is like, I'm still, it's very funny because it's very obvious and staring me in the face, but it's very funny to me how like I clearly have a sex work kink like i have a work kink i'm obsessed like sex is my favorite like it's my specialist most special interest and so yeah i think that just figuring out spaces where i can explore that kink safely and also i'm figuring out how to language it also because for me my entire life i have felt incredibly like low value for wanting sex so much and i have a degradation kink and i'm a service submissive (laughs) and money doesn't make sense to me but also like i have a life i need to pay for and i can't give everything away for free sex story is weirdly even though i'm an artist it doesn't matter i like have been extra professional and then in the last year and a half i'm like wait a second what if i was a different kind of professional i'm an artist i get to make it up you know and that goes back to my main question of like everyone can't be my lover all the time so i have to figure out balance and have to still like make sure that i'm putting food on the table but more and more i'm just having this fantasy about like being a village healer and people just bring me food and then i fuck whoever needs healing that sounds perfect (laughs) (laughs) i will bring you food thanks Erin, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to hear all your future episodes. (laughs) Lovely humans, thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Yole.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. (laughs) 